What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with the podcast. America is blue. Uh, smiles on our faces despite the continue uh, the continued bad results. Um, nonetheless, we have some positive things to talk about. Uh, I think it wasn't it wasn't all a disaster yesterday, uh, although the the score line does not necessarily reflect uh, how well we played. I think in certain facets. Uh, that being said. Uh, as per usual, Jay, you get the first word around here. Uh, what were your first thoughts on the game? I agree, Josh. You know, we look better. And I think that's what we have. You know, those are the expectations we have to manage. Uh, things have been really piss poor recently. And we were going up, although it was Man City's B team, we didn't exactly have all of our horses out there either. Um, I think a lot of the issues that we were experiencing over the last few games, we did a lot better in those areas. Finishing is still obviously a problem. We just can't get the ball into the back of the net. But I like the effort for the most part. I thought we had some really key performances, which you know we'll get into individual players. But uh, I, I didn't, you know, with a two nil loss and getting kicked out of the Carabao Cup, I wasn't walking away from this one, you know, feeling like we were just shambolic. We, we looked a lot better yesterday. Yeah, and you're going into the Etihad, um, obviously they've they've done a great job turning that place into a fortress uh, they've got fantastic players and a fantastic manager uh but you know from, from our side i really did like the like the way that we that we played you know we, we really stood up showed some backbone uh you know especially in the first half um you know coming out taking a few punches a uh, few good saves but uh an all-around you know positive positive effort um i did like the lineup changes i liked seeing hakeem ziek uh, get in there and, and, you know, he was able to pay some dividends. Um, I, I yeah, thought our, our lineups were obviously way off, but you called that one. And I thought he played great. He I mean, a I th- really, really nice game. And, and you know, you'd think he's probably kind of pissed. Uh, I mean, sure. you know, any, 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 any played pissed, which was awesome. Like you could tell he had a real thirst out there. Everything that he had was towards the goal, you know, just nothing but, but threatening positive intent, which is, you know, what we need. It's gotta, it's gotta suck dusting yourself off after getting your asses kicked, uh, continuously. And, you know, hopefully maybe this will come to a head, uh, here at the weekend and we can get a, a better result out of it. But, you know, we can certainly focus on the uh, results of the game for now. I do want to just make one other quick comment and I'll shamelessly do it. Everybody loves to dunk on my boy, but he was really positive yesterday. Uh, really driving forward with the ball uh, at his feet. Uh, and he was creating chances for himself and others. So uh, hats off to Pooley. I'm glad to see him, you know, getting some minutes and maybe that'll pay off for his form in the world cup. Yeah. I, uh, I've got mixed feelings on him. Like he, he did, he did a lot of the things that we expect and we want him to do. You know, he was driving um, the finishing is so frustrating. It really is frustrating. Um, you know, he, he did have on that one drive, he put the move on when he got into the box, he did put it on goal. It was a great save. Nothing you can do about that. But earlier in the game, when Ziek was working on the wing, had that perfect cutback, Pooley made the right run. You have to make solid contact. Like it's just essential. You have to make solid contact there and get that ball on net in an effective and meaningful way. So Mixed bag for me with him. I thought he was lively. I thought he again really good at really attacking. The finishing though, just it's it's super frustrating. It is tough, uh, no doubt. Well, he also set up um, 
he he set up Lewis Hall as well on his uh on his effort in the in the first half. Uh and and I could definitely understand the mixed feelings. I just like to see continued positivity and positive play and just because again, I I've been feeling like we've we're lacking attacking intent. And uh, just just seeing that in any way, shape, or form is is refreshing to me because it's it's something that we haven't seen enough of. Because at least sure. you know, yesterday I felt like we were going to score a goal, and I felt like you know goals were coming. I, I felt like something was going to happen. And I've sat through plenty of these where we're sitting saying, "Oh God, or like, are are we going to get? Are we even going to get a, a shot on target? Are we? How are we going to create some offense?" And at least uh, you know largely to some of the long balls from, you know, Lewis Hall, a, a lot of testing, a lot of probing. Um, granted, we had to, you know, counter punch a lot because, you know, we were on the back foot. It is city after all, they're going to pepper you. But, uh, you know, all in all, uh, better performance than I expected. I was expecting us to get shellacked. I was a little bit surprised with city's approach, right? Like all the teams that we've played recently have come out super attacking. They've been trying to high press and it just looked like city was playing patient. You know, they, they, they didn't activate the press until probably about midway through the first half. Um, obviously, I think they realized that they were going to be able to control the flow of this game. Definitely. Uh, so I don't think they necessarily wanted to take any inadvertent risks early on, given that it was their B team out there. Um, but I thought that was fascinating that they kind of just laid back a little bit. and it, it gave us a little bit of room to get comfortable. And yeah, we did, man. I mean... The left side of our of our of our line with with Kukurea and with Lewis Hall, they were comboing and doing some really nice things over there. And I'm sure we're going to spend a lot of time in this video talking about Lewis Hall because we need a whole lot more of that type of approach and, and and that type of play. We've been fiending for just somebody to be able to do something with the ball, make a guy miss, go on a good run, and not just be so easily dispossessed. I thought that kid played great, so super happy for him. He deserved a goal. Um, didn't get it. All right. He's 18 years old. You know, I'm sure he'll get sharper as things move along. But, you know, even when City did activate the press, we were dealing with it much better than we did in, in recent fixtures. So, uh, again, this is a this is some progress and hopefully we can continue this, continue it into the weekend, which is a really big game. That would be nice for us to be able to go into the World Cup yeah. break with some some good vibes and pick up some points against a team that is now sitting, you know, right on the edge of the top four. Um, so yeah, th- th- this is this is the direction we need to be heading. We just got to keep it up. Well, I mean, every everybody in the world knows uh, that Lewis played amazing, uh, a, a super breath of fresh air. It, it's yeah. it's almost like he's unencumbered uh, for, uh, with expectations or, or anything like that. You know, he he kind of had uh, you know playing with house money sort of feeling. He was he was just out there doing his thing, taking his chances, being aggressive, trying to to you know make his mark on the game leave his, his fingerprints. And he absolutely did. And, you know, again, it it almost sounds a little hokey. He's got my favorite trait. He's very industrious. He's, he's, he's just a hustler, a scrappy kid. That's going to run. I just love it. And I was really impressed again with his, his heads up looking for the long ball, you you. know, towards the net. Thank you. Like, can we just put some pressure on some people, make some people make some decisions? What, you know, they always say, don't let the ball bounce. You know, if they let the ball bounce, it's you know, it's a it's a fifty fifty ball, and you're just creating chances from um, more or less nothing. And, and and we haven't done enough of that. Taking those taking those positive risks because especially against the Manchester City, they're going to dominate possession anyway. 
So you may, you may as well get some quick pressure on the back of the defense to make them, you know, reactionary. So I just liked his whole approach, uh, kind of a, I don't want to say a carefree style, but a, a really sort of unencumbered, loose, free playing kid. And I hope we see more of them. It would be, it would be great. And, and he was playing out of position. He's a box to box midfielder. That that's his role. He can do other things. He's got some, obviously some versatility to his game. You know, we've been the squad itself. Obviously, you know, the environment in that locker room is is not great, right? Like you can see that people are lacking confidence. You can see that they've been thrown off by all the changes and everything that's been going on. We've been talking about this ad nauseum, but you just brought a kid up who hasn't been a part of that. So he's coming in with confidence. He's got something to prove. He wants to show what he can do on a relatively big stage, playing first team football. And I, I thought he was great. He was confident on the ball. He's not an enormous guy, but he's got a good low center of gravity. He was not getting rubbed off the ball. He was making guys miss, and he was creating threatening runs and collapsing the defense around him, which was opening up space for other people. And instead of just making that run and then panicking and then turning, well, what do I do? Do I go here? Do I go there? And we see that so much from a lot of the other guys on the squad. He just he had an idea in mind with what he was going to be doing as he was performing and creating the runs. He was pushing well, and he was I, looking I, I, head, like, exactly like you said, head up, and he was keeping the flow, quick decision making, and this is something so sorely lacking from our squad. I want to uh, because you hit on a great point because I I was just thinking about it during the game, which is why I liked him so much. Is again we we were really having trouble playing out of the back quickly. The same problems we had against Arsenal. You know when you're kind of on the corner of the 18 and you're playing, you know, Kovacic coming over with Kukurea and and Lewis all they're trying to play those, you know, quick three passes over to Kulaba. They you know they're pressing us. We were not making well we had some poor touches in some tough spaces and weren't able to get the ball out quickly in some very difficult areas. When we were continuing to have the same problems, Lewis Hall said, "You know what? This ain't working. I'm gonna start kicking the ball that way." And, and you know, he was just making one turn instead of trying to play that traditional back pass to a Kukurea or or into um, uh, Kovacic's feet. He was saying, "You know what? Maybe not." And he made a couple of crafty moves, used the sideline uh, as an ally, and was able to push past guys and get clear chances ahead after breaking the line. That was that was our, our big problem. Seems we can't find the pass that breaks the press and gets yep. us into open spaces. And we've been so good at that in the past. We've we've had a lot of intricate play, and it's like you know we've created plenty of goals out of nothing. Where you're like, man, we haven't done anything, and then boom, bam, out of nowhere we get a quick turn turnover, and we're going the other way. We, we've got a history of scoring goals like that, and um, you know, seeing that a young kid able to sort of take the game by the scruff of the neck. When, when he sees that things aren't going right, he's like, I got to find different ways to create, which again, which I just can't, can't pile the superlatives uh, on the kid enough. And, and maybe this is the approach we need moving forward, right? It's like, we don't, we don't know what this team is going to look like come post world cup. Things are obviously going to change certainly by the end of this year. But if, if the, if the guys that we've been working with, if there's some, they're stale, if there are guys who are not feeling it, even if they stale. are considered super talented, Okay, hit the pine. Let's bring up some of these young guys. We have we, we have amazing talent on our youth teams. They've performed extremely well in their age groups. Bring some of these boys up. I'd much rather have an 18-year-old kid who may be a little bit over his head, but is going to go out there and try to get it done 
and come in there with positivity as opposed to people who are going to be lackluster and lethargic. So whether it's Amari Hutchinson, whether it's more Lewis Hall, let's start to ingrain these guys into the team. And then maybe if some of the elder statesmen on the club start to see this, maybe it'll light a fire underneath their asses and then they'll start to get it together. So I'm all for this. I thought that was great. Yeah, I mean, and that that's not a bad idea. Uh, co- complacency is is not a good thing. And I'm, I'm certainly not implying any of our guys are complacent, but it's uh, the results aren't there. And after a while, um, um, th- that's why this result against Newcastle just means so much. It, it, it It's it's monumental for for a bunch of different types of reasons, uh, you know, not the least of which is is team you know, confidence and, and self-belief. So we got to make sure that, that we have some of that uh, after everybody comes back from uh, their respective World Cup uh, ventures. But, um, you know, going, you know, we talked we talked about the first half, a uh, lot of action, um, you know, they're driving crosses, uh, Pepper and Mendy, you know, we're trying to counter. Moving into the second half, um, you know, Mendy was getting killed. He actually made a couple of really, really, really good saves. I, I, I thought yeah. that he he played uh, fantastic. Um, and then, of course, we had the the rough foul, and then the Mares free kick. Now, I don't know what it is. Like, do I see different things on the TV or or whatever? Because I seem to react completely differently than commentators or anybody else. Because the ball went right in between. Broya's and Koulibaly's head and I Koulibaly like turned away from it and he didn't jump well he, the, he just he stood there I was diving into this I'm glad you brought this up so we had almost the exact same situation occur in the first half oh the right? off the off off Charky uh, uh Carney uh, or uh, Zakaria sorry Zakaria. but it was I have a feeling I, I saw this this smug look on Pep's face after they scored and it looked like it looked like they scouted and read exactly what we were going to do with that wall. I, I just, I can't imagine. It's possible that Koulibaly just said, I'm not going to jump here. I have a feeling that that's what the program was. That that was what the coaching was as how they were building that wall. And you could see it with when they had Kovacic laying down, they had him angled in a particular direction. I think it was designed so that the guys who did jump were going to jump and they were hoping that Mendy was going to be able to cover the angle that Mars kicked it directly into. And it looked similar. It wasn't exact on the first one. And Zakari just got that tiny touch, which nipped it over the bar. Otherwise they would have scored there. No, hundred percent. It was, that was so, the Gundawan free kick, right? That was, yeah. 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 So this was the exact same situation just on the other side. Now you had a left, a lefty kick in the ball with, uh, with Riyad Mahrez. They, ha- I just saw Pep's face after this and he just had this like, Wry smile on his face, like saw this one coming because that wasn't like a top corner bender. No, the no, thing was basically it, it, in the middle of the goal, it just hit it right over Koulibaly's head. I felt like they knew exactly what we were going to do, and then they just popped it right in. I mean, it, it was it was extremely. I mean, I, I was I was flabbergasted because you could actually even tell on the angle on TV. It's like, oh, that thing didn't go top bins. That wasn't some like worldy like that was that you know Doctor Mind Bender. Uh, some wonderful free kick, but I, you know, I looked. I'm like, it, who's who's not seeing this? It, like, he literally didn't. He, he even turned his head to the side almost. Like, like, don't hit me. 
Um, because that there's that infamous, you know, Ronaldo goal with him basically like ducking because he didn't want to take it in the face and they scored. Um, so, uh, you know, that movie, that movie has been seen before. And uh, it was really frustrating because, quite frankly, I don't think it was a good enough free kick to score. And again, one nil against City is, you know, not where you want to be. And us keeping it nil nil, you obviously always have a chance to win. And I thought we had put ourselves to in a position to to not have to play. I, down I can't goal. imagine. Like, it's hard for me to imagine that Koulibaly would just say screw it. Like, I, I haven't seen that from him. I didn't, I no, didn't watch no, no, him a no, ton no. at Napoli. I've seen a guy who puts in a ton of effort, has no problem throwing his body in the way. I just, I lean to, who knows? Like, we don't know any better. My my thought process leans toward, this is, was this was our designed way to defend against this. And it was not a good decision. I don't think there was any risk of Mares hitting the ball underneath Koulibaly, Koulibaly, but then also getting the ball just over Kovacic, who was laying right behind him in some tiny little space. I think this is what the decision was as far as how we were going to defend it. And I, I just I have a feeling that City knew what we were doing and just popped it right in the right place. So, I mean, that, that could definitely be uh, you know, a, good, a good call by you. Uh, but, you know, we, we did counter. Uh, I don't think they laid down after that. Uh, after the first goal, we tried to get back, uh, you know, a little bit. But because, uh, you know, Ziyech created that uh, that dangerous chance. He was, you know, he was looking for the cross. It got headed away. And then we had um, the corner. He had another chance. Uh, just <laughs> just couldn't seem to find, uh, you know, the back of the net. And then, of course, they uh, they got this, the second goal and it was lights out. But that was, you know, another good save by Mendy. He, he had to he had to dump it. Um, we just didn't uh, we just you know, couldn't couldn't keep him off the rebound. You know, let's talk about the second goal because this is you know I, I can't I'm not going to blame this on on Ruben Loftus Cheek but this is that the the whole sequence of events started with that classic Ruben Loftus Cheek situation. He um he didn't play a bad game all in all like I don't want to hammer him but he got the ball he found space he goes on a marauding run and then there's a moment to panic he's getting close to the 18 yard box and the guy just like performance anxiety freaks out. <laughs> He should either go right after somebody, play a ball across, do something, but make a decisive decision and do it. He's, he waits. The rest of the guys start pushing up because they want to come in support. He ends up playing it off. It's a two passes, give it up, foul, quick free kick, and boom. But we were too advanced there. If he makes a quicker decision, whatever that decision may be, I don't think that second goal happens. And then where I will fault Koulibaly is, City goes on the free kick. They play the ball out to Alvarez. Alvarez swings it across to Mares. Koulibaly, you know, Alvarez kind of just works off of his hip and <clears throat> scoots behind him. Yeah. We didn't really backtrack very well on that. I saw Sicaria loafing. I saw Koulibaly. He reacted far too late for it. It was ball watching uh, or person watching Mares. And then by the time that that ball went in, Mendy parries it. There's no one there for Alvarez on the rebound. So it seemed like we were not quite there in response as soon as the ball got turned over. But this all started with another classic Ruben Loftus-Cheek run. It's looking good. It's looking good. Decision-making time. And it's just something spazzes out and then we're done. It, it really is. It really is an unfortunate set of circumstances for him. And um, 
we hate singling individual people out, but yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a tough, uh, it's been a tough road to form for him, uh, you know, recently. So, uh, you know, we, we obviously dropped this one, uh, two nil, uh, again, I, I thought we really had some bright spots. I thought Hakeem ZX was really bright. Obviously, uh, everybody thinks Lewis Hall was, was great. We did have some, some positive performance, so it's not all doom and gloom. Um, are we, uh, we ready to talk about the main of the match? We are. All right. Well, as always, the man of the match is brought to you by All Out Fitness. And at All Out Fitness, they're inspiring individuals to be their best selves. Uh, Jay, who is inspiring individuals to be their best selves for Chelsea Football Club? Well, the man of the match should probably be Stefan Ortega because that guy was amazing in goal. But since Killed it. we are America is blue, I'm not going to give it to him. It's got to go to Lewis Hall. You know, the debutante comes up. Does what he's supposed to do, exceeds expectations. I would have loved it for him, forgetting about the outcome of the game, but I would have loved it for him to be able to score, especially on that one goal where he drags it back in the box, makes the guy just – it was a beautiful move. The finish there, if he would have just netted that, that would have been an epic start for this guy's career. So I give it to Lewis Hall. I mean, there's there's no other person to give it to from the Chelsea perspective. He was great. Um, Really, really look forward to seeing more from him. Uh, I really like this mentality um, and y- yeah, the, the composure, the ability to do that. And, you know, that's not his position. He's, he's not really a, a you know, a finisher either, but just putting himself in, in those positions uh, and, you know, really showing some versatility, a lot of industry and, you know, understanding of the game. It's clear that this kid knows his football, which is, uh, which is great to see. And, um, you know, we wish him nothing but the best and continued success Maybe uh, maybe next year, if he's in the first team, he'll get his uh, first real big boy squad number. It's interesting. You know, I love when the guys are out there running with the 67s and you know, stuff like that. You know, I, he, I think what he also allows us to do, assuming that he stays up, he gives us an additional option if we want to continue to play with a back three. Whereas recently we've been forced to play in a back four. Because even though that's not his natural position, he looked great out there. So if we need him to play wing back. I feel far more comfortable doing that than going back to some of these experiments that we've been running recently. So he adds a, you know, some team dynamic and versatility while other guys get healthy and are able to get back to the pitch. And then from there, I kind of don't want to drop him either because I think he could play a really significant role in the midfield. No, it's, it's awesome. And we need, we need bodies, man. I mean, everybody's dropping like flies and this is across the leagues. Uh, and actually, you know, not necessarily always for this show, but you know, shout out to Sadio Mane, Apparently he, you know, he's he's not going to be able to join the World Cup squad, which just really sucks because there's so many fantastic players who aren't going to be, you know, playing uh, in the biggest tournament in the world, and and a lot of these guys, especially going out one, two games left on the schedule before everything starts, is just yeah. absolutely heartbreaking. So uh, shout out to him. Uh, we wish him a, a speedy recovery. Um, all right, so uh, heading into the heading into the weekend, we are going to St James's Park uh, in in Newcastle. Uh, third place, Newcastle. Uh, they do have a game, or we do have a game in hand on them. They've played 14. They've taken uh, 27 points from a possible 42. Uh, it is a 12:30 Eastern Standard Time kickoff on Saturday. Uh, Jay and I will be back uh, with another uh, episode to make sure that we we preview that game. But uh, you got any uh, initial thoughts before we get into it next time? Just reiterate what I said earlier. It's a it's a big one for the mindset of the club. It's good to gain points on a team that's ahead of you on the table. That's obviously going to play some role long-term as the season progresses, but just 
regarding the mindset of the team, it would be really great to go into the World Cup break with a with a what would be a very big win. 100%. Going with some positivity, let these guys get away from the environment that we've been mired in, enjoy themselves with their national teams, and then be able to come back ready to play. Absolutely agreed. Well, uh, I mean that that's it for us for right now. Uh, you know, America is indeed blue. We really appreciate the support from everybody. We appreciate everybody reaching out to us. Uh, we'll definitely talk to you next time. Until then, have a great day.